Welcome to Inspirations, a podcast where we discuss everything relevant to the Christian life. Now, here is your host, Jay Spurlock. So we've talked about a little bit about conviction. Okay, when we are convicted by the Holy Spirit, what are we to do with that? And and if we do not do anything with it, why do we not do that? Good question. So um, I really believe I want to talk about this because I think it's important because really conviction can bring the best opportunity for change. And really, it's not to bring shame and I put a poll up yesterday and uh, more people said that their conviction led them to shame, which doesn't really surprise me because, um, you know, no change brings shame, I like to say, because we just keep getting, um, you know, we don't go from A to Z with our walk to, to Christ. You know, we don't get off his path that quickly. Usually it's these little um, stepping stones that eventually we are way off the path before we realize it and it was little by little and you can kind of see it be a domino effect so the 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 secret to success and really using the the conviction of the holy spirit to to bring change and to become more like christ is to address it and is to see it as an opportunity for change and not to get discouraged or what and uh you know in acts 4 verse 7 peter and john are out proclaiming the gospel and it says they uh that some lawmakers had uh peter and john brought before them and they began to question them by what power or what name did you do this And then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers and elders of the people, if we are being called to account today for an act of kindness shown to a man who was lame and being asked how he was healed, then know this, you and all the people of Israel, it is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead, that this man stands before you healed. Jesus is, quote, the stone you builders rejected, which has now become the cornerstone. The cornerstone that just lines everything up and holds everything together. So why I say that is because Peter and John were brought to a point of where they had to answer. They had to know what they were going to say. Their mind was made up. We're going to proclaim Jesus. When anything comes our way, good or bad, we're going to proclaim Jesus. We're going to give Him the glory and obey Him and leave the consequences to Him. So, one of the best ways, seriously, to to really become more like Christ is to have a settled mindset. Meaning, I think a lot of times people really want to follow Jesus, but... 
they go into their day, they go into everything they do in life, and their mind is not sold completely on Jesus. And therefore, it brings this uh, anxiety. It brings this fear of what I'm going to say if this person asks this, that it doesn't line up with how I'm living my life. A lot of this is causing our angst and anxiety. And if, it, if we're able to have this mindset like Peter and John and say, look, whatever happens, we are going to proclaim Jesus. Our mind's made up. So can you imagine entering your day knowing whatever, whatever comes, whatever you're faced with, whatever you're convicted with, you're going, your decision's already made. I'm going to follow Jesus. I'm going to obey him the best I can. I'm not going to get it right all the time. But I already know my my mind's made up. I'm doing what I'm, I'm doing what brings me closer to Jesus and how I can follow Him and become more like Him. So I really think if you if you really look at it as a kind of like checkpoint every time that you feel convicted and to align yourself back in to the path of Jesus, that it can bring a lot of freedom and really cut down on your anxiety. I want to also say. These are I wrote down four things of really how else how can you have that settled mindset and a lot of the the maybe things that cause us to stumble these four things I think will help you to help me at least number one is you need to know your why okay your why as a follower of Christ is to do what Jesus asked you to do to be, become more and more like Him. To follow him to serve his children to serve his kingdom and if you know your why then it is a whole lot easier to understand when when times come that are difficult you know why you're doing it and you're able to say I know why I'm doing this I'm serving Jesus following Jesus that's why that's my only why and so what is the purpose of your life and and honestly it comes down to this a lot of times who is lord of your life because if you have a lot of lords and they might not go by that name but if you put xyz before god and you call him lord actually you have a lot of lords and that's idolatry okay a fancy word for that is idolatry so second thing is trust in his ways you know Trust is difficult. Some of us have had our trust broken. Some of us don't know what to trust or who to trust. And it blows my mind. And I'll do this every day. I couldn't trust so many other things. But when it comes down to it, sometimes the hardest things for me to trust is Jesus. And I, and that's hard for me to admit. It sounds so bad. But it's true. And it's a ever-growing growing relationship of trusting Him. And I don't think He does it. He gets angry at me. But just acknowledging, that, hey, I can grow in that area and trust in Jesus. And, and the main thing is, is I don't have to understand. If you really think you have to understand and Jesus has to tell you why for everything He does in your life or brings into your life or doesn't bring into your life, you're not living by faith. 
Faith is not having to understand, just giving in the reins and knowing that it's for my good, his good, my good and his good aligned. Then the third thing I really think this is important too is acknowledging it isn't a sin to acknowledge that Satan roams this earth and he is very powerful and God knows that, but Jesus is more powerful. But we have to acknowledge that the enemy is going to come for us. And there's another thing of, okay, when that happens, what are you going to do? Are you going to run in fear? Are you going to uh, not trust Jesus? Are you going to give him more reins to to take this fight for you? Which I hope, because he is victorious over Satan. And and if he, and Satan isn't attacking you, then you're not doing anything that makes him uncomfortable. That's what I think. He doesn't see you as a threat. So when you start representing Jesus, that's what I said. When you represent Jesus, know that you're going to meet Satan very very soon, and on a on a more constant occurrence. And then, in the end, I think it's, you can count it all joy. The, the highs and lows, the, the broken relationships, the, the relationships gained, the, the fellowship, the, the, the trials that come, the family, whatever that is, like you can count it all joy because if it's not good yet, then God isn't finished. So it's just a part of it. And it's hard. I get it. I'm like, would you ever please finish this season for me? It's hard. But that's not for me to say, hey, I just got to keep trusting. And know that if it's not good yet, or, 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 or whatever, then it's going to be good. And he's not finished. So encourage you look at conviction as an opportunity to change and don't get caught up in the shame because that's what the devil wants that's what satan wants because the more shame we have the less likely we want to change because we don't think we can and god says give it to me and i can help you thanks Thanks for listening to Inspirations. If you enjoyed today's episode, please head over to iTunes to rate, review, and leave a comment. And for more information, please visit inspirations.org.